Previously on Nexus Watch, our heroes finally catch up with their lore master, but new information raises the stakes. And it's still open and is leeching this corruption into the fabric of reality. And if that continues, this reality will die. Now united with the Gekin resistance and paired with two new allies, the group makes their way to the secret Saurian base. This is Stemps. He's with the resistance. And then she kind of like continues forward. She's like, I'm Grana. Will our heroes be able to brave this journey? Will their new allies prove useful in the coming battles? Find out on this episode of Nexus Watch. Forget everything you think you know. This reality you cling to is but a single universe amidst infinite possibilities. Worlds of dark and light and everything in between. But when reality itself is at stake and the threats become existential, there's only one organization that will answer the call. The protectors of the multiverse. Nexus Watch. find yourselves in the undersea tunnels of what's known as the sunken sea several centuries back there were two twin cities that resided in this valley known as ogus and nas they were called the twin cities of enlightenment and they were more technologically advanced cities they were the centers of knowledge for saurians and gekans alike and it's because of this technology, they believe the bedrock beneath the city crumbled and plunged the city downwards and caused the ocean to flood in uh, and drown the Twin Cities. This led to a dark ages of about a century, century and a half, where technology was kind of shunned by Gekans and Saurians, and eventually it led to a new enlightenment. But you'll be moving through these tunnels and caverns for several days with Stemps and Grena as your guides. Now, the tunnels are total darkness, which isn't a problem for three-fourths of the group. <laughs> but it is uh, an issue for Darius. Now, Darius, are you going to just be led around blind? Or are you just kind of are you going to be pumping your energy into the sword as a, a sort of a glow stick light to help navigate, how do you want to proceed? Uh, my initial thought is that I will be led around at first and essentially tell Blue, like, hey, when things go sideways, you let me know and the sword comes out, like, because I don't want to waste my energy as I go through, but I don't want to... I mean, if you don't know when shit goes sideways, you got a lot bigger problems than not being able to see. Yeah, but, you know, you know what I mean. It's like, guys could be up ahead that I don't see, you want to be quiet, you could be like, you know, tap me on the shoulder, like, hey, nuzzle the yeah, fuck down I mean, or something, type like, you know. If I want you to be quiet, I'll kiss you gently on the cheek. Okay, perfect, perfect. Right. So, the normal, Great. okay. Yeah, normal procedure. Alright. <laughs> but I'll probably just tap you. Eh, I'd prefer. I'd prefer the kiss on the cheek if you, if you... I know you would, sailor, but yeah, we ain't got there yet. Oh. So these tunnels vary from very narrow to completely submerged. So there are some parts of this 
trek that are very dangerous that you'll have three, four, five hundred yard stretches where you'll have to move in in pairs to different pockets of air to, to get through. You'll also traverse some of the ruins of Ogus and Nas where there are these large cities of partially submerged buildings or broken buildings and sort of a snapshot of the history of this enlightened period of time and cooperation between Saurian and Gekin. A renaissance? Hmm. It's good. It's good to know what happened at some point. And that means it can go back to that way someday. Maybe. So you will near the getting towards near the final stretch of this moving through the ruins and these tunnels. Are you guys trying to find anything out from Grena or Stamps, or are you just more mainly just dialed in on keeping moving and survival? Oh no, I, I would imagine Darius, since he's got nothing else to do other than have his shoulder or hand on someone's shoulder being let along, that he's asking all types of stuff like, like, so what is this facility for? Where have these people been taken from? What are they doing here? Like, why does this need to be shut down? What, you know, all the main because we essentially. You know, this was supposed to save their world, so we went along with it. There is like, you know, those were the words that got Darius to go along with everything immediately. But why is, you know, now that he has some free time, the why is kind of coming up. I figured Blue learned everything he needed to know through pillow time. <laughs> <laughs> so over the course of, well, why don't you give me a, a persuasion roll? I can absolutely. And to see the depth of information or the details uh, that you can get from Stemps and Six exploding. And one. So seven. So it's a success. So the Naganaw sort of went from fringe group to powerhouse in a very relative short period of time. In a matter of less than a cycle. Less than 12 months. The understanding of what the resistance knows is that there were scientists in this facility that were members on the, on the sly of Nagano. And when this humanoid came through this dimensional wall that they cracked, he sort of fell in line more with what the Nagano wanted to accomplish than what the primary government of the Saurians and Gekans wanted. And he was able to use this dimensional energy for technology that they had no idea how to get into, there's also rumors that this man, this humanoid, brought technology that allowed them to bring back extinct creatures to wow. to flood the wilderness and then force the Gekans out of the cities and into the wilderness where they would struggle to survive. Mm. Yeah, this is this is dark. This wasn't like just a uh, hey, we're taking over now. This is like uh, we're gonna push you into extinction. That's never what it's been about. They've always just resented us for splitting, bolting like Michael. Yeah, seems like a very silly thing to be, you know, genocidal about. But you know, to each their own, I guess. There's this huge cavern that you'll need to cross to get into the last leg, um, and it has a very narrow walkway along this cliff face. Below you is, you could assume, is water, but you really, it's so dark down there, it's hard to see. It's hundreds of feet above whatever the next surface of water would be. And there are large cracks in this cliff wall where water is coming out. Mm-hmm. And so you guys start to move along this cliff face, and there is a quake, and parts of this walkway begin to break away, Uh-oh. and this cliff wall starts to collapse. 
So we're going to do this as a quick encounter. Okay. As the parts of the the wall start to slide and break away. Um, oh, jeez. So it's going to be athletics rolls. So a success with a raise means that you can traverse it without any sort of repercussions. A regular success, you'll gain a level of fatigue. A failure means you can traverse it, but you receive a wound. And if you critically fail it, you can traverse it, but you receive a wound and fatigue. Does my uh, wall walker help me? In this um, yes, wall walker will benefit you. Absolutely. Okay. What form would that benefit take? Uh, gives you a plus one. Okay, I'll take it. Now, I'm going to have you guys roll for Brenna and Stemps. They both each have one wound and a Benny. Okay. Just so you're aware that I'll have you roll for them. Oh, okay. Six exploding for Stemps. And a three. So he got a nine. So a success and a raise. Yep, and I got a just a success. I got a four. Okay, so you'll have a, a level of fatigue. So as the walls start to break away, Stimps, who's sort of in the sort of the trailhead anyway, he just sort of sprints, leaps for the other cliff face, and just sort of pulls himself up and rolls out. He looks for a place to try to secure himself so he can help anybody if necessary. So how do you make it across, Darius? I imagine quite clumsily since I'm taking fatigue. Like uh, I get going, I start running, and then the 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 floor crumbles beneath me, and I kind of just like fall forward and catch like half of me kind of up on the on the the cliff edge down the other side, and have to like pull myself up to like just to get you know use exert myself just to pull myself back up onto the platform. Okay. Uh, Blue, are you rolling for Grena first or yourself? Yeah, she rolled a six. Okay, so that's a success. Success! Great success. So she'll sort of sprint, wall walk, sort of stumble, and then fall onto the, the far cliff. Her fatigue would be bumps and bruises, but she makes it. So that six exploded into a two plus one. So, so you, uh, go ahead and tell me how you make it across. Yeah, I think he would. He would probably follow suit. Uh, use he he'd use his uh, natural wall climbing abilities to kind of run along the vertical surface to the other side. Okay, so he sprints along the the rock face. Yeah, and then Nin- ninja style, and then propel himself with his little tail. Yes, but I think his landing is probably a little bit. He lands on his tail like Tigger. <laughs> he's like, boing, he just like lands. Grinna's eyes flutter. What I about blues? Because he's the only one. <laughs> I didn't get a raise though. Yeah, right? that's a so. it's a raise. Yeah, that was a raise. Oh, okay, right. So Grinna is extra impressed. She has like this flutter and her little flush. Yeah, you know, just all the day's work. So you'll proceed into a. Uh, sort of grades up into this large cavern where there's these two huge obsidian pillars that have carvings on them of Gekin and Saurian hieroglyphics of their ancient people. And they have pictures of some of the Saurian deities and some of the Gekin deities from ancient days and stuff. So it's actually a historical find if those sort of things were important at the moment. Hmm. Going forward, there is a narrow tunnel that sort of banks to the right as you guys will proceed into this other tunnel. No one has a wound. It's basically just bumps and bruises. 
correct? Yeah. Yeah, we just got a couple of fatigues. Okay. As you move down this tunnel, you'll notice that there is a strong smell of seawater. There's an, uh, a very large cavern in front of you that is that sort of drops off and it's partially flooded. It's got about two feet of water in it, but it is a, a very large cavern that widens as you go forward. But it is, you know, it's got two to three feet of water in it. Mm. Mm. I like how we're both sick, by the way. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going around. Well, I guess I guess that's where we're going. Yeah, just keep pushing. I don't through. overly enjoy the thought of being up to like the chest in water, but oh yeah, for you that would be. It's like oh, that is waste. true. <clears throat> You're so teeny tiny. Yep. Yeah, little guy. I mean, I can crawl on the ceiling, I guess. But the ceiling is about seventeen or eight. Well, probably twenty-five feet. Yeah, I just crawl up the wall and onto the ceiling. Okay. But I don't want to separate. Really, I think that's a bad So, are you guys going to move along the, the wall? Along the, the floor, I guess, for now. Okay. So, Stemps is, is leading the way. Okay. The floor, it's filled with water, but beyond that, there is a thick layer of silt as well. So, as you guys sort of slog through this, you're kicking up a lot of silt as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Grin is also sticking near the wall. So there is uh, something hiding in the room. I have made a stealth roll. Okay. Uh, I am going to give you both a target number to see it. The target number is 15. No problem. I got it. Because uh, my stealth uh, exploded. And along with the, the silt and the water in the darkness, it was just a, a big bump. I mean... I guess I could try to say that I hear it, but I, now that I think about it, there, there's no... I mean, I'm, I'm blind in this fucking place. There's no... You could still roll, but your initial roll is at minus four, I would minus say, four. for total okay. darkness. Let's, if you're, let's see if we can explode three or four times. Hey, you never know. You always got to try and salvage worlds because it's so swingy. You always yep. try. Yep. Nope. I rolled a uh, five. Yep. Total was a... Almost a, made it. A zero and a negative two. Yeah. And there's no... Stemps and uh, with our powers combined, Grena are no help. What? What'd you say? I said with our powers combined, we still failed. Yep, horribly. It failed horribly. I should add that qualifier. It'll be all right, maybe. As uh, you guys are moving through the tunnels up ahead, you see the ruins that are sort of laid out in the water, like a collapsed tunnel. There is a skeleton on top of this tower. It's got its arm out. And it seems to have tied its arm to the top of this tower. And it's sort of like Ooh. laying out. It's a Saurian skeleton. Oh, okay. That's fine. And Stemps sort of stops and points at it. And he goes like, did you guys see that? And then this something leaps out of the silt in the water and hits uh, Stemps in the chest. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Darius is like, what? <laughs> I saw what? Is he, is he dead? I hope he's not dead. Stemps gets knocked into the water, and then another creature crawls over to him as it comes out of the silt. It looks like some sort of lobster, but it's got more of a reptilian look to its skin, and these two huge pincher claws. Uh, it's about the size of a German Shepherd. 
Huh. And yeah, so with, with all the noise, I would imagine Darius ignites the sword to give himself some light yeah, at this I point. Yeah, I mean, Blue's currently slapping you on the shoulder. Yeah, like, there's things, there's things. Slap, slap, slap. Yeah, so fire up the lightsaber and infuse it with some uh, some of his uh, his light. So basically, your your sort of backs are against a wall. There's a couple of large stones out in front of you, and then the ruins further off to your right. But ahead of you, there are multiple creatures coming out of the silt that mm-hmm. have sort of like compressed their bodies into the silt, and now have come up. And there are these enormous Sora crabs, is what I'm calling them. They're these big lobster pincher creatures. Here we go. Boo. Blue, sorry. Gets an ace of hearts and a seven of diamonds. That doesn't work that way. And then ten of clubs and a four of clubs for Darius gets which one he gets. And then our crabby friends have a two of hearts. So blue and Grenna will go first. Yeah, blue's uh, scurrying up that wall. Better believe that. Okay. Um, That's his movement. Mm Mm-hmm. And so as you scurry up the wall, you can see at least seven of these things as they're moving through the silt in a rapid fashion towards you guys. Stemps has one pinning him underwater, uh, and the other one's just sort of clipping at his feet. All right. Do these things have heads? Yes. Their heads sort of poke out from the front of their shells. And like I said, it's got like a stumpy... Gila monster type face. Okay. He's going to make a called shot. Okay. To the head. So he's going to pull out the uh, blaster rifle and just kind of hang off the wall. Okay. And just shoot it. To the dome, son. To the dome. Pew, pew. So that's a negative four. Mm -hmm. Give that crab brain. Gonna make some Sora crab ragu. Uh, Spend a a Benny. Okay. Yeah, boy. Six exploding. Smoke them if you got them. Plus five. Eleven minus four, seven. Okay, so are you shooting one, the one that's on stems? I'm, yeah, the one that is pinning him down. Okay, go ahead and give me a damage roll. So blaster rifle. Damage explodes too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so apparently does this thing's have. So 16 plus 2, 18 plus 4 for the call oh, shot, yeah. 22. So yeah, you blow it out to the back of its shell, and it sort of splashes into the silt. Nice. Stemps will sit up and take a huge <gasps> grasp of air. Uh, what is uh, Grana doing? Give him a thumbs up. <laughs> um, I mean, I get the feeling that they would have similar tactics. Okay. Because... Uh, you know, them not being super strong, they kind of got to use what advantages they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think she would do the same, just to get a better vantage and, and uh, take a shot at one of the ones approaching Darius. Okay. With the with the laser pistol. You sure she doesn't want to just get up in there with a knife? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think that thing probably not. <laughs> Five. Five is a hit. Couldn't roll damage. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Ooh, that's good damage. 11. Oh, yeah. She'll shoot through the shell of an approaching Sora Crab. Darius, uh, do you want to go or do you want Stems to go? Um, I'll have Darius go. And okay. I I got a four, right? That was my card? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to attempt to multi-action because I, okay. I said I ignited the blade and put light on it, but technically 
I forgot that it's like it's a straight up spell normally. So I'm gonna cast Smite on my blade to add the light and smite to it. So Okay, so before you just added oh, one second. So yep. before you just added the light effect, correct? Well before I was casting smite and spending the, all the points for smite and then on the last session you said hey i'll just give you the light on this one because nothing was going on right if you're outside of combat and you put light on the sword i'm not charging you anything so okay, cool that's cool. if okay. if you do that prior to combat you don't have to pay the extra cost 10-4 but yeah this time i want my smite on there too so okay i'm gonna i'm gonna cast the op so okay. six exploding and a three, so that's nine, and adds a plus four to my, my damage right now. Cool. Which is pretty fucking awesome. And then, yeah, then as soon as I ignite and enchant the blade with the electrical energy to light the room up, or light up around me, I then go after the next closest one uh, to me, uh, whatever one's charging her. The one at, I guess the one at Stemp's feet, right? There was one snapping well, the, at his feet. The, the Stemp's is between you and that creature. So you'd have to go over stems to get it. Well, okay. he's... Yeah, yeah. you'd have to go over him to get it. But there is another target that's between you and stems that you can go after. There's another big Sora Crab. Okay, I'll just go after that one then. The closest okay. one. Okay. He's in combat mode, so he just starts swinging. Okay. And I'm going to spend a penny. All right. Shit. It's Perry is five. Oh, sweet. That's a five. Oh, okay. Yay. Uh, <laughs> you let me so, know what you're getting rolling so I can tell you what you're No, what I know. I, well, I was trying not to, like, cheat and find out what it is and whether yeah, I want to spend the, a penny already. Okay, so let's just for, as a reminder, yeah. the meta play aspect of Savage Worlds is necessary because you have bennies. So th there's gotcha. no mystery in what the creature is. If the cre There's no mystery in what the parry is or the armor is. So if you that stuff you need to know so you can make a decision of whether or not to spend a Benny. Which is why Ten I four. laid out all the consequences of the dramatic quick encounter with the water thing. So you guys knew what you could and could, what the consequences were if you don't spend your Bennies. 10-4. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Okay. Yep, so that's a 5. Alright, roll and damage. It's toughness uh, is 8. Uh, it's got 3 armor for its crusty shell. Three armor with well, that fucking lightsaber go straight through it because I got four armor piercing. Oh, ten exploding. And an eight. So that's eighteen oh, yeah. plus four. Oh yeah, you'll slice right wow. there. Uh, I don't know if you should continue to call it a lightsaber. Yeah, I know, I keep saying that. I'm an energy blade is what I mean Energy to say. blade. You have yeah. to go through it. You should go through it, edit when you say lightsaber and just say like energy yeah. blade. Energy. It's a, <laughs> it's a bright saber. <laughs> uh, my rainbow sword. Um, what is Stemps doing? Um, Stemps is going to attempt to shoot the one at his feet. Okay, it's his. It's in melee, so he's got to hit its parry five or better. Ten four. Um, okay, so let's see. Now they are not wild cards. Oh, they're not wild cards. No, they're allies. Okay, let's see what happens here. Oh, five on the dot. Nice. Pew! Yep, and then what's a 2d6 is for damage yep. on those? Uh, 10. Okay, so yeah, he kills one. Slam on. 
Okay, so Saurian crabs, Sora crabs, one is going to charge at Stemps, and two are charging at Darius, with a third that can't quite reach him. So let's see, Sora crabs each get a plus one to hit Darius because they're flanking him. Bring it! You say that. So four does not hit your parry. Nope. Okay. I got so, six parry. All right. So they're like chick, 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 with their big pincher claws, and you're sort of fending them off. Uh, let's see. What's uh, Stemps's parry? Stemps's parry is five. All right. So he's gonna get pinched. Oh no. Yeah. No. That's not good. Stimps, no! Ooh, that's really not good. So, that's a 10 points worth of damage. Uh, uh, Stimps would like to spend a Benny to soak. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and make a bigger roll. Um, six exploding. Okay. Uh, five, so 11. Alright, so yeah, no, so it basically pinches at his feet, he turns his leg and he manages to pull it out and it sort of rips away part of his boot, mm -hmm. uh, but his foot remains intact. Yay! Yay! Next round of combat. Uh, six and six of hearts, four of hearts for blue. He'll take the six. Queen of spades and nine of diamonds for Darius. He gets the nine. Yeah. Hey, hey! Crabs have an eight of hearts. So Darius and Stemps. Darius, you've got two of them on you. Okay. Stemps has one on him, and then on the next, on their turn, a third one is going to be attacking you, Darius. Okay, then I will... No, that's a bad idea. Okay, I am going to... This could be a make-or-break moment of awesomeness or shit. Okay, I'm going to try to multi-action and okay. att double attack each one in front of me here. Oh, God, this is such maybe a bad idea. You Are you wild uh, attacking? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to wild attack. Okay, so you'll get so you'll attack one at no penalty and the other one at minus two because okay. you're wild attacking and you get a plus two to your damage as okay. well if you hit, uh, but then you're vulnerable on your on their turn you're vulnerable and that's a negative two to parry right? Um, vulnerable. I got it. I got it on the actions two. against your character are made at plus two. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. First one is. Okay, first one doesn't have a negative, right? Correct. Okay, so that's a five. That's a hit. Okay, so that's uh, uh, seven plus five, which is twelve plus four plus two. <laughs> okay, so, what is what is that? You just six. Uh, well, the plus four is because of the smite, and plus two is because what the wild attack. All right, so that was that second roll was damage. So as yes. long as the damage was over eight, you're in good shape. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, like, 19 or something like that. All right, sweet. So, so that one's pretty okay, so decimated. And then go ahead and yep. give me the hit and roll for the... Give me the hit for the next one. Okay, and this one's at the negative two. Oh, shit, seven. Yes. Okay. Seven minus two, so that's five. And then... Uh, ten exploding and a four. And an eight, so that's 18 plus four. 22 plus four. 26 plus two. <laughs> That's just gross. <laughs> Savage worlds. Go ahead and give me an evocative description of how you decimate these two sword crabs. Uh, the first one, I friggin' uh, sweep low underneath its feet and just like take off all of its, uh, its legs. 
and as the kind of torso flicks up in the air, I slice it right down the middle, so then it falls in two pieces. And then the other one, I kind of, I flick the blade around and come back behind me and just like straight through its forehead. Just hear it like sizzle and pop. And then I pull it out samurai style as it just slumps into the water. And then kind of strike a cool pose with the, the blade kind of going backwards on my hand. Like, badass. <laughs> All right. Uh, couldn't take a Benny? Nice. And what is Stemps doing? Stemps is not going to do anything because he's just so enthralled by how badass I just killed that thing. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm yes. kidding. He's going to take a shot at the one at his feet. Okay. Uh, trying to snipe, bite at him. Fuck. Uh, no. Three and a three. All right. Pew, pew. Sword Crab is going to try to attack Darius and Stemps. Nope. And nope. So, Blue, you're up. Why do friendlies always have to be there and I can't grenade things? <laughs> <laughs> Let's use a grenade in the tunnel. The underground sea cavern. That can't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't go There's bad. There's never a wrong time to use a grenade. But he won't. Okay. Which one are you taking your shot at? I guess the closest one to Darius. Okay. Let me take a shot at that one. Six. Okay. Is my roll. We'll hit. Uh, seven plus four plus two, thirteen. Okay. So yeah, you'll pop it, and that's the end of that one. And there's really just the one left that's on stems. Uh, is Grena gonna take her shot at that one? Get him, yeah. Grena. Yeah, definitely. I believe in you. Okay. Six exploding. Plus one seven. Okay. Well, yeah, for sure we'll hit. Good and roll damage. Two d six. Ten. Okay. So you take out the last of the Sora crabs. All right. <laughs> Grena will kind of like crawl down to the water, and she's checking out one of the corpses. She's like, "These are supposed to be extinct." Thank you for listening to the Nexus Watch podcast. If you enjoyed, feel free to follow us on our various social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Nexus Watch Pod, on Instagram also at Nexus Watch Pod, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Nexus Watch. Please drop us a positive review on the platform of your choice.